going on bronokio uh, i mentioned pinocchio earlier on in this episode so i feel like i probably should have said that but anyways yes uh earlier on later on in the episode <laughs> i mentioned earlier on when i recorded the episode but uh, technically it's later on because the, anyways uh yeah it's your boy jerry the t-rex from washington it is october 10th 2022 this is season 9 episode 10 this is rule uh, excuse me episode 110 this is rule number 10 this is 10 10 10 October 10th, rule number 10. I'm excited about this one. I uh, have yet to edit it. Uh, it's uh, Right now, I'm looking at the timer, and it's a 42-minute episode. I'm going to try to cut it down a lot more than that, uh, but I had a lot to talk about, so I don't know where I'm going to I'm gonna, where I'm gonna cut it. So uh, you'll never know, but <laughs> I will, and maybe I'll put the, the, the cut somewhere else. I don't know. But uh, this was a really, this was a deep one. As I said uh, on Friday, I was going to get into this. I, I talked on Friday about what you know, what people's uh, opinion of you is really none of your business, and that was essentially about you just living your life and more or less being yourself, which supposedly you would think would lead into episode ten, where I say be you and just say that's it. You just be you, right? But that's not it. That's not it at all because that's not how I wanted to approach this. Be you is more than just being you. Being you is actually you reaching your full potential and being the person that you were truly meant to be, right? It's a little different than just like you just, you know, loving yourself, being yourself, and just not thinking about uh, being greater than who you really are right now. That would be essentially like the generic version of be you. But we got a little bit more in depth and we talked about the, the potential uh, fear and what these, these particular things have to do with you, uh, being the greatest version of yourself, being you, right? So, uh, I, I feel like this is a, a, a really interesting episode that you might have to listen to a couple times because, uh, I know I'm going to have to listen back to, uh, what I said because there are some things was, as I was saying, it, I was like, Ooh, that's deep. <laughs> I wanted to say like, Ooh, that was nice. Uh, but yeah, so, uh, I really feel like this is one of those episodes that you should listen to multiple times and, uh, maybe even refer, uh, refer out to a few people, you know, maybe let some other people listen to it because, uh, uh, you know, I really feel it's important that a lot of that a lot of us, all of us, <laughs> but at the very minimum, a lot of us uh, do the best we can to reach our potential. I'm not saying that we, you should reach your potential. It'd be great if you did. Uh, but I feel like it's important that uh, all of us do the best we can to reach our potential. And you do that by challenging yourself and venturing into the unknown. So we'll talk a little bit more about what that means. And uh, we'll talk about a few examples from uh, our history. Uh, not you and I, not your history and my history, but, you know, world history and uh, a few myth, uh, a few mythological stories, as well as uh, just some fables. And, and there's one, there's a Bible story in there, but I didn't spend too much time on that one. 
So, without further ado, let's go ahead and get this episode underway. Season 9, episode 110. The 10th rule of the general rules for life. Be you. Oh my goodness, here we are. It's the 10th episode. Oh boy, yeah. Well, it's the 10th, uh, I should say the 10th rule, not the 10th episode. This is episode uh, number 110, actually, of this uh, season. But anyways, listen, uh, this rule, as I said on uh, last Friday, was it last Friday? Yeah, last Friday would be uh, BU. And uh, it's a short title, BU, but I feel like this is going to be a longer episode. I don't even know. I feel like it's going to be one. Because, as I said, I had some things I wanted to talk about uh, last week on Friday. And I just I didn't get them out because there's there some things that I wanted to get to in this episode that I feel like were specific to being you. Listen, you have a lot of potential, right? We all know that everyone has a lot of potential, no matter what, especially, you know, especially if you're younger. The younger you are, the more potential you have. And as you get older, you realize your potential and you also realize that you have a lot of faults, right? Everybody has, their, has you know, potential and faults, right? That's essentially what makes a human being. You know, if you don't have faults, uh, you aren't human. And if you don't have potential, well, well then you aren't uh you aren't acting like a human, <laughs> you know? Uh, so anyways, uh, but because of these faults and potentials, we all have our own journey. And I was thinking about this uh, over the weekend, and this came up uh, again in my mind as I was uh, coming back from firefighter training. And I was thinking about how uh, when I'm, when I'm training, you know, when I'm doing the training and then I'm, uh, for the firefighters, you know, trying to get better, uh, I feel like, well, <laughs> it's not the best feeling in the world. Let me, let me, let me, let me tell you why. It's because like when I do most things in my life, you know, as I, as I said, as you get older, you start to, you know, realize your potential and you start to kind of play to your strengths and you start doing the things that you know you're good at. Now, I've been a firefighter uh, for three years now. You know, I got I joined in 2019, and I've slowly progressed and gotten better, and I've uh, felt like I've learned quite a bit. But I still feel like when I'm doing this firefighting, this uh, training, that I'm absolutely like the worst person out there. I totally have imposter syndrome when I get out there. It's not even imposter syndrome. I just feel terrible. I just feel like I'm not doing very well. Uh, so it, it's a, it's a real good wake up call for me. It's a, re, a good reality check for me. And I like to do it because I know it's good for me. You know, I know it's good to have a reality check. Uh, but I know a lot of people, they like to, they, they like to stray away from those things that are like, they're unfamiliar to them, you know, but I'm here to tell you that fear, you know, like a lot of people are scared of those things, you know, that are, that, that, that are hard for them to grasp, or, you know, they're scared of those things, uh, that they're not familiar with. And I mean, uh, like I said, I'm here to tell you that fear is not necessarily a bad thing, you know? <laughs> I know, like, it, it feels scary to be, uh, to have fear. I, I understand this, you know, fear is like, we avoid things that would cause fear, 
for the most part. You know, obviously we go, people do skydiving and bungee jumping and riding on roller coasters and driving fast cars. Yes, I understand that people do engage with fear. Uh, but for the most part, your typical average person is not going to be engaging in anything that causes fear. And I get that. I totally get that because I absolutely, like I said, I have these butterflies in my stomach every time I even step foot in a fire station, whether it's for training or not. You know, I just feel like, oh, this is not what I'm familiar with. You know, it's not something that I do on a typical basis. And it's just not something that is, you know, it just feels I don't feel comfortable there. And I'm not saying, you know, I don't you know, it's because of the people or anything. It's just I don't feel comfortable in that situation. And there's like, it feels like nothing that I can do that will make me more comfortable. But I think that's kind of the, the allure of it for me. And I'll, and I'll tell you why I think that should be something that's important for all of us. So the unknown, it's, it's different for everyone. The unknown, obviously, we all know there's a general unknown, right? But there's also specific unknowns that are for each individual. And if you want to make the unknown known, you have to conquer chaos. You know, you have to conquer that unknown, right? Or as, as they say, uh, the dragon of chaos. Cause a lot of people put that in the, in, in the, like, uh, the, uh, mytho- mythological motifs. It's essentially like, you know, George and the dragon, uh, King Arthur, you know, pretty much every single, well, not every, but a lot of fairy tales have the hero conquering a dragon. So we're going to step into that just for a few moments. So if you don't want to say the dragon of chaos, it might be better to say you have to go out into the unknown despite your fear and you will find out who you are as you conquer, as you triumph through chaos. Right? So it's like the, it's like this old saying. I, I'm pretty sure you've heard it or something similar to it. I can't even remember exactly what it is. So I'm paraphrasing here, but you find out a lot about a person when they're under stress. Right? You feel, I mean, when everything is going great, you don't know anything about anybody because everybody can be all smiles and happy and cheerful, but you really find out the type of person you're dealing with when they're stressed. So, Again, to make my earlier point with, you know, with chaos and with uh, the unknown, the unknown is different for everyone. Just like stress is going to be different for everyone because essentially stress is brought out by the fact that you don't know what the outcome is going to be, right? Nobody gets stressed out about two plus two because you know what two plus two is. It's four. But what I'm saying here is that when you see these things, when these things that are stressing you out come to play, you, instead of like running away from them and you know, you obviously can, you have to go towards them, go, go adventure, challenge yourself to reach your potential. And that's essentially what I'm saying by be you. I know be you is just like, Oh, be you. Right. It's pretty easy to be you. But what does it really mean to be you? That's why I wanted to separate this episode from the episode nine, uh, because I feel like it's more important to think about our lives and what our potential is rather than just like 
well, just be you and be kind of generic with that. You know, it's not essentially, it's not the same thing as like, you know, what others think about, what others think about you is none of your business, right? This is more about like, who are you, right? Before you actually can be you. But, you know, knowing yourself is not just, you know, knowing yourself. Yeah, obviously it's a, it's more of a fact of like, you have to actually know who you are before you know who you are, right? Like, I use the example of uh, your body of your body type, and that's important because you can say who you are all all you want, but <laughs> you're gonna have something that is like a blueprint for who you are at least body wise. So, being you is not necessarily just as I said earlier. It's not necessarily you just like you know doing whatever you want to and just saying, well, that's me. It's a matter of you exploring chaos exploring the unknown and making order out of that chaos which essentially is the most straightforward path to reaching your potential now we know that there's really no straightforward path to reaching your potential and there's really no easy path to reaching your potential uh, but there's definitely no way that you'll reach your potential at all ever if you don't venture out into the unknown so there's a few things that, a few points that I want to uh, make before we finish this episode here, because uh, there are some things from our, our literature, some things from our, our human history that we can look at that essentially, they, they, they give us that same perspective. They give us that same uh, outlook in which that you were, we're looking at being yourself by journeying out into the unknown. Uh, one very popular one is, is the um, story of Abraham, right? I'm not going to go into it too much because uh, it's pretty well known. Uh, and if it's not well known uh, to you, then uh, I'll try to give you all that I can with it, with it, <laughs> without trying to spend too much time on that because I have a couple other examples. So Abraham was a uh, he was a, a man that was. Um, uh, he was an older man that lived in uh, that lived in the olden times in the biblical times. All right, like I said, I'm going to give you the super abbreviated version. But essentially, Abraham lived to like a lot a lot of years old, <laughs> and he had a wife named Sarah. Right, and so Abraham was actually one of those guys uh, that pretty much was just chilling in his house all the time. Like, you know, those guys that are like playing video games all day long and they never go anywhere and they don't really do anything to make their lives any better except for like maybe go to work and then they come back and then they just do the same thing that they did the day before and the day before and the day before and the day before. And they don't really venture out to do anything uh, outside of that. Well, that was Abraham. And God said to Abraham one day, he's like, yo, bro. And I'm sure he didn't say it like that. Uh, but he said, yo, check this out. You are like super old and you haven't done anything with your life. It is time for you now to get up and get out of this, get out of your village or whatnot. So he made him go out and venture out. And that's essentially, you know, this whole motif that I'm talking about here. Uh, he went and made him venture out. And then he said, Hey, you know, your wife, Sarah is going to have a baby. And then, you know, that really has nothing. I mean, it doesn't have, it does have something to do with the story, but essentially, uh, the main part of the story is the fact that he 
went out and he ventured out because God told him to venture out. He wasn't sure what was going to happen when he ventured out. But what happened is all the things that he didn't think could happen, happened. Uh, for instance, his wife, Sarah, who was 75 years old, gave birth. Uh, you know, <laughs> so that was pretty wild. Uh, but anyways, that was just like, uh, you know, like I said, I wanted to make that as short as possible because it's it's very familiar to some. And like some people have no idea what I'm talking about when I say uh, Abraham. So I wanted to make that just kind of like a, a, a beginning story. So you kind of get the gist of where we're trying to go here. Uh, but here's some uh, some other things that I know that you're probably a little bit more familiar with. So the story of Pinocchio right? Pinocchio, uh, he was, as you know, a puppet that was trying to be a real boy. So you think about this, this is already set as a, an example of, of, of like the hero's, the hero's journey. He starts off as a per, as somebody that's not, he starts off as not real, as being a boy, but trying to be a real boy. So essentially his, 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 his journey is to find out what it's like to be a real boy and of course we know that he went in and he had you know he went to the the island where there's all those people that were trying to be um actors right they were like performing on stage and then he performed on stage and he realized that wasn't for him uh but the important parts here is when uh he wished on a star Right. When Pinocchio wished on a star, when you wish upon a, you know, that song, right? That, that's like super important. They made a whole song about it. So obviously that had to be of some type of some had to be of some importance to the story. So why was this wishing on a star of importance to the Pinocchio story? Well, wishing on a star. Think about this. Where are stars? Stars are located in the sky, Right. Not only are they located in the sky, but there's literally trillions of them, you know? And so you think about this first. I'll go. I'll come back to that uh, located in the sky thing for in, in a second. But you think about this. There's literally trillions of stars. That means that if you're wishing on this star, right, and you're picking this one star among trillions of stars, that is exactly like the path that each one of us individuals takes on this planet. Again, going back to the title of this here episode, be you. Don't be someone else because you're that, if you're trying to be someone else, then you're going to be aiming for someone else's star. And because you're aiming for someone else's star that's not yours, you will never hit it. Now, obviously, we're probably never, ever going to hit a star <laughs> in general, but you get what I'm saying. Like, it's impossible to hit someone else's star because that star is not for you, right? So there's trillions of stars. The Pinocchio picked that one star that was his because that is his journey. That is his hero's journey. This is where he should be going in the future, you know? But the question is, why is it a star? Why is it not a rock? Why is it not something else that is on earth that because he's trying to be a human being, right? Essentially, he's trying to be a boy, but it was a star because I think I said this, I think I actually just did say this earlier, gave it away, but it's in the sky. It's the highest point that someone can reach. It's essentially the epitome of potential. You reach it, you look up in the sky and you say, that is up there, my potential, 
That's you go upward. You don't go downward. You don't look around on the rocks. You don't. You don't look around like rocks on the earth, right? You don't look around beneath you and say, "This is me <laughs> beneath where I am now." You want to look up because our potential is always up. You know those things that we find amusing, or those things that we find amazing, those things that are are awe inspiring, right? Uh, those are in the sky. You know those are things that we have. We really have no. Uh, contact with, and we never will have uh, personal contact with those things that are I awe inspiring. Will be in the sky. They will be in places that we will not ever get to. At least not individually, and at least not right now. I mean, you know, some day, day in the future it might be different, and Pinocchio is going to be a different story. We'll have different stories about like you know potential and stuff like that. But for right now, that's what we have as human beings for our potential. You know, that's, that's how we look at it. So. Again, uh, you're looking in the sky because the sky is the highest uh, point that one could figuratively reach. And it's, you know, it's indicative of reaching for your highest potential, you know, and, 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 and to uh, take that even further, you have uh, King Arthur. All right. We all know King Arthur. He had the Knights of the Round Table and uh, he was doing all that stuff and conquering dragons and all that stuff, you know. So uh, that's important. But I think it's even more important to think about uh, his his knights and their quest for the Holy Grail. Holy Grail, again, kind of this potential thing, this uh, this this thing that is not necessarily something that we all have seen or all are witnesses of, but we do know that it represents the highest value, right? It's something that nobody actually has, everybody wants. So it's essentially something that is the highest value. It's a figure. It's a figurative uh, reaching up to the sky uh, because it's not necessarily you reaching up to the sky because you can't quest into the sky. Because remember, these knights are looking for the Holy Grail. So I mean, you can figuratively um, you can figuratively reach your potential by reaching up towards the sky, or you can figuratively reach your potential by looking for something that has yet to be found and represents the highest value for all of us. Uh, so uh, they, you know, they sat around this this round table, these knights of the round table, and King Arthur would tell them, "All right, we are on a quest." For the Holy Grail. Oh, just uh, as an aside, this whole this this round table. Can you, can you guess why they sat at a round table instead of a square table? Well, they sat at a round table because a round table represents equality, right? If you sit at a square table, somebody might have a little side that's longer, uh, which would represent you know more. Uh, more power, I guess, I, I guess for lack of better words, uh, they would say it would represent superiority. You know, if you had a square table that wasn't exactly square, you know, you'd have to have, you have to essentially make it perfectly square. Whereas with a round table, you know, like if you're sitting at a round table, circles, the circles, the circle. And if you're sitting at a circle, everybody is going to be equal. So you're going to have to take up equal parts of this circle. So, That's an aside, just in case you're wondering why King Arthur's knight sat at a round table. But as he told them to go and find this holy grail, or again, the thing of the highest value, uh, he told them that instead of going in a group together, 
right? Which, you know, uh, you see, like, <laughs> I, was, I don't know why uh, Scooby-Doo just came into my head, but, you know, Scooby-Doo, they all went together, right? They all went to go search for the uh, the criminal or the guy that was, or the woman or whoever, the person that was caused, wreaking havoc in the, in the town for the day. They all went together. They, they rarely s- split up, you know? Uh, but, the thing that King Arthur emphasized when he told his knights to go looking for this uh, holy grail, he told them to go to the forest. He told them to go to the woods. And when they got to the woods, he told them not to just go in wherever they please, but he said for them to all go into the darkest part of the forest, the scariest part of the forest. Why would you go in the darkest and scariest part of the forest? Again, it's because when you were in, uh, to go back to that point I was talking about earlier, fear, when you are experiencing fear, it is because you are not familiar with your surroundings. You are not familiar with the potential outcomes. So that is going to give you the most meaning. That is going to make you feel like you are searching through these unfamiliar aspects of life and through that search, you find something that has meaning. You conquer the dragon of chaos. You conquer chaos. You take chaos. You put it into order because chaos is something that you don't recognize. You take what you know, you put it together, and then you turn that thing that you don't recognize into something that you do recognize, which would be your potential. So, that's what I'm talking about when I say be you. I'm not saying just go out and have fun and just do what you want to do. I'm not saying that you should go and, I don't know, just personify the uh, personality or character that you have now and just try to amplify that. What I'm saying is that when you're when you are truly being you, You are searching through the chaos. You are adventuring. You are finding what is not familiar to you. And you're turning that unfamiliar situation or turning these unfamiliar situations or unfamiliar aspects of life into familiar aspects of life that could potentially help you grow. And from there, it can help other people grow. Yeah, because obviously if you are yourself and you are, or if you're being every phase of yourself and being every bit of yourself, then you become a beacon of light in the darkness that is everybody else's chaos. So being you is not just like good for you. Obviously it's good for you. You reach your potential, you feel happy because you're doing something to challenge yourself. But not only that, By being yourself, you become that star in the sky. You become that light in the darkness of the forest. You become that human being that people look to that shines a light on everybody else's chaos. You become that thing that people recognize through the unrecognizable. All right. So, yeah, be you. That's why that's the most (laughs) that's why it's the last uh, rule. You know, I think it's it encompasses everything that I talked about. It encompasses, again, you know, uh, uh, know yourself. It encompasses the the last rule. And don't worry about what other people think about you. It pretty much encompasses and I guess 
one rule it probably doesn't really encompass is uh don't diet that's probably the <laughs> that's probably the only rule so number seven it probably doesn't really encompass that but everything else that's essentially what it is being you is is is, is reaching your potential and being that person that is going to not only be uh, uh an asset to your future self but also to those others that are hoping to be great themselves so I'm going to be me and I'm going to go home and finish <laughs> finish my dinner. <laughs> but I do hope that you enjoyed these 10 rule these 10 general rules for life. Uh, I worked pretty hard on uh, putting these putting these together a little while ago. I did as I said on, uh, when I was talking about episode 1, I did change a few and I made them a little bit better. You know, I made this in 2017, you know. So a lot can change in your mindset in five years. So uh, I definitely put some thought into what these uh, rules actually mean and why they came to me and why I think they're just the most important aspects or why I think they're the most important things that people uh, should be thinking about on a pretty much day-to-day basis. You know, it's like, it's, it's not just like these rules I just put out there just to say, you know, these are rules that you should live by. I, I really, I truly think about these rules and I truly think that these are uh, uh, aspects of life that we all should think about on a pretty consistent basis. Because otherwise, your life is just, you're just living your life. You're not really being someone that is um, contributing. I shouldn't even say contributing because we all contribute in some way. But you're not contributing to your full potential. And the thing is, as I said, you know, towards the end of this here episode is that if you're not contributing to your full potential, if you're not getting there, People are looking at you, and people are looking for light. And if you aren't that light that people need, uh, that you know, people are looking for, then we're going to have a whole world of lost people. So if you can do your best, again, don't look at other people's stars. You got to look at your star. You got to get to your star because that is how you shine your light. So many people try to <clears throat> shine their light by helping other people uh, reach their star. Or, you know are helping other people by going to their star instead of having that person reach their own star, uh, you know, that nobody ever actually gets, gets the light they need. You know, it's like a false light. It's like a flicker instead of like a a light that shines because these people, because if you are uh, going to your own greatness, your own potential, your light will shine for a lot longer because you'll be, (laughs) <laughs> you'll be shining your own light rather rather than trying to figure out how to shine someone else's. All right, I'm going to cut this episode off right here. I do appreciate you listening. I really do hope that you listen to this again. And maybe even for this episode to a couple people that you know uh, that might, you know, just might think of life in a different way. You know, maybe they're, uh, maybe they might be just uh, kind of going through life. Maybe they feel like uh, they're doing the best they can, but uh they could be doing a little bit better. I, I shouldn't even say it like that. Maybe they feel like they're doing the best they can, uh, but they might just be a little bit lost in how they are reaching their own potential, right? I mean, listen, we all, nobody's perfect in this planet. You know, nobody is, you know, and there are some people that are uh, obviously doing a little better than other people, uh, but at the end of the day, we all could do a lot better and we, uh, we have infinite potential to be better uh, without actually being the best, if that makes sense, you know, we'll never be our, our complete best because we'll never reach that star. Uh, but we can get closer than we are today. 
<laughs> all right i'll check you later i don't even know what we're gonna have next i was really excited i was really having fun with these 10 rules for life uh so i don't even know where we're going next but that does it for these rules i hope you enjoyed and i will check you later thanks again for listening and as always keep good company <laughs>